Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing. Supplements and weight loss uh, with Dr. Paul Herkel. We've had this conversation so many times and every single time I'm just as excited to talk about it as I was the very first time. Hi, hello. Hello. I don't think we can hear. I think we're having some audio. I don't think I can hear them, guys. Hello? Can you hear me? Can anyone hear Dr. Paul or is it just me? Hello? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh. It's all, it's all on my end. Sorry, Gina. I'm just trying to play for a little loop curveball and get that cortisol levels all pumped up. My mic is muted. But actually, my mic. <laughs> not, not my system. <laughs> We got to keep oh you spicy once in a while. Like, I mean, we've done this so many times that I got to kind of keep you on your toes. I don't think I've ever had a perfect intro. I think, I think ever. Um, that well, listen, that's how we're real around here. And that's exactly how I like it. And that's exactly why I love you. So we're talking supplements and weight loss. But first, again, another new group. We have thousands of new members. So maybe just a quick little introduction. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so I think it's been like five years since we've been doing this together. I'm, I'm a naturopathic doctor in practice in the Toronto area. I've been doing this for over 12 years. And, you know, this is something that we touch on in our conversations, but over and above my naturopathic practice, which I see as an NDFC everything, but I do have a, a kind of a more of a focus on chronic pain, neurological issues, post-concussion uh, syndrome. But I've also worked extensively in the nutraceutical world in the past, and I was a medical director for one of the biggest companies in Canada. And so that really allowed me to have a, a, a key insight into the topic we're going to be speaking about today. And uh, we, I formulated products, I looked at the research, I, I educated on products all around the world. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really aware of how best to apply this one particular tool to the conversation that we're going to have today. So I'm excited sharing that some of those insights. Right. And I want to get into what those supplements are that we're sharing that um, can benefit people when they're looking to lose weight. But I want to have a more broad conversation on supplements in general. I mean, again, today, we've had this conversation so many times that they're a waste of money. Like, can you just speak to that? You know, and of course, I'm like trying to get ready this morning and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking like, okay, well, we put our faith into pharmaceuticals right? A pill that the doctor gives you thinking it's going to save us and do all these wonderful things, but yet not in a, a supplement. And then I think, well, doctors prescribe iron. And when someone's prescribed iron by their doctor, they sure as shit take that because they need to take it. So where does this disbelief in, and I get some products are, you know, like people market them as a quick fix, especially with yeah. weight loss. Some products are better than others, but the research is there now. So where is, where's this coming from, this distrust in supplements? Well, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that, first of all, the, the natural health product industry is not as tightly regulated as the pharmaceutical industry. So as you said, there's a huge 
kind of breadth of quality. And so yeah. there is evidence out there showing that, you know, there are some junky supplements that are filled with fillers and all sorts of things. That's really not the conversation we're trying to have here because that's kind of the lowest common denominator. So you can find mm -hmm. that stuff out there. But yeah. I think, you know, what we're speaking about, especially the foundational things, fundamentally, these are things that your body needs, but it needs more of when it's under stress. It needs more of when you want to do something extra like lose weight. Uh, and so, you know, we have to look at, you know, the idea that, you know, there's no evidence behind it, as you said, you know, that that is no longer the case with the, the vast majority and all the ones that we're talking about in terms of, first of all, safety, absolutely, it's there uh, in terms of the recommendations like magnesium and CoQ10 and omega-3s. Um, but then it's about because natural health products have so many different applications, Gina, it depends on what you look at. So for example, if you wanted to take a, a B complex and you were looking for it to boost your memory, you know, that might be kind of a rational uh, connection, but you may not notice that in a month that might actually yeah. take three months. So the research studies on some particular pathologies, they don't actually really test it properly with medications. On the other hand, it's one particular substance for one particular condition and they usually do it over a longer period of time there just simply isn't that amount of evidence and research money to go into looking at some of these natural health products so the evidence does exist but it may not be the exact same as some of the drugs where it's so hyper isolated because supplements actually have a much broader mechanism of action than just one enzyme for one action which is a lot of what medications do Okay, so we're going to talk about the individual supplements that we're suggesting, but just like blanket statement, why are supplements beneficial? Why would someone want to take supplements? Yeah, so I think as I already alluded to with my previous comment, first of all, if you are deficient in something. So the first thing is we want to top up your current levels. When, you know, we have to think about, you know, this idea that sometimes in a perfect world, we wouldn't need supplements. We wouldn't need medications, you know. These are things that are supplemental, they're additional to what our bodies normally should be provided through diet. But the reality is if someone really took an honest look at their diet and, and not just maybe currently right now, but maybe in the past, they're, you know, they're probably not eating as well as they should, they're skipping meals, they're eating highly processed foods, all these things kind of conspire to set us up for being deficient or another term, suboptimal in some of these nutrients. And so what supplementation does is it allows us to top up on the essential nutrients. And that's actually the definition of a vitamin. A vitamin is an essential substance, Gina, for our body's physiology that it can't get through its own body's mechanisms. We have to actually get it through diet. And then, you know, we could dig into each particular nutrient, like for example, magnesium. You know, there's lots of evidence to show that we don't get enough in our diet. We actually majority of the population, this has been, you know, research we knew uh, in the early 2000s, over 50% of people don't get the recommended daily minimum of magnesium. So then now multiply that for a lifetime. So think about that. You know, if you're somebody that's been under a lot of stress, if you've ever been taking any other pharmaceutical medications, which we know deplete a lot of nutrients, if you've ever eat, gone through a period of time where you haven't had the greatest diet, you've had some chronic health issues that might deplete something. For example, if you've had reflux or you've had gut inflammation, you're not absorbing your nutrients. Those four things right there already put you behind the eight ball and you're not going to have enough nutrients. 
So I think there's more than enough rational evidence to say that people that are trying to level up their health, which is what everybody that's in this program is trying to do, they can benefit from these nutrients. Oh my goodness. Okay. So supplements are there to supplement, not to replace. And it's in an ideal world, it would be great to get everything that we need from our food. But I've had this conversation with you. We'd have to, in order to get enough magnesium in our diet, we'd have to curate exactly what we're eating to make sure that that we are getting enough magnesium in our diet. And then to your point, (laughs) so many good points. Um, You want to talk about deficiencies like these, the supplements we are suggesting today are kind of assuming that people are deficient in them because most people are like you said magnesium so what are those what are those factors again so outside of like getting tested for deficiencies and i i want to talk about how you would test for that mm-hmm. is there is there an assumption that we everybody would benefit from adding in magnesium for example like is there a benefit in taking these without knowing if you're truly deficient making those assumptions because people are here to lose weight chances are they have been starving and depriving themselves for years, you know, and that's why right. these would be a benefit. I know that was a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that you asked this question because you're really thinking about it from somebody that might be skeptical. And I, and I, I want to speak to everyone that's in this program. Everyone comes from different backgrounds and a lot of times their doctor is telling them, you know, don't waste your time. It's a waste of money because that's what they've been told. That's not because that's what they've looked at the research that that's I I'm, I'm, as an naturopath, I have a foot in the conventional system and I have a foot in the kind of like more holistic system of thinking. And it really is, a th- it's, it's a difference in thought processes. And I think this is an answer to your question because if someone's just talking about black and white deficiencies, it's very obvious. Like for example, you could do a blood test for vitamin D, you could do a blood test for iron and you'll see, are you deficient or not? But what about if you are, um, what about your, what if you're somewhere in the middle? What if you're kind of like in this like suboptimal range? And that's, I think, an important consideration with nutrients. The definition of deficiency for a lot of skeptics is like, you know, what's the bare minimum for survival? But we're not interested in bare minimum for survival that might be causing anemia, let's say in the sense of iron. But we're looking for how are you going to have the best energy possible? How are you going to have the best cellular fuel? Think about if you're now trying to go from putting along using a car analogy to really becoming you turbocharging your, your metabolism to really start losing weight. Do you want the crappiest fuel possible? Or do you want to make sure that your oil's topped up, your, your coolant's perfect, and you have the best fuel possible? That's what we're trying to do. You're trying to fuel yourself. And these nutrients are going to help your food, help your metabolism do their job better. So can we test for some things? Yes. For other things like magnesium, Gina, I think that there is enough evidence to say that most people are, don't, are not getting enough and we could benefit from going above what we are the bare minimum is. And so that's where the difference between frank deficiency and uh, suboptimal levels, and then actually optimizing those levels. Because unlike medications, you, many of these things, there is not really an upper limit of toxicity. There really, there is, but it's like extreme. Like you have to take a bottle of vitamin D a day for two yeah. months. Like, you know, th- that's not something that, it does exist, but that's not something that that we're that we're suggesting to do. So hopefully that kind of answers some of the questions because we could go through each particular nutrient. You can't test for CoQ10 deficiency. You can't really test for magnesium deficiency other than, you know, are you P 
puking and are you losing fluid, which is like a hospital situation. So that's not what yeah. anyone in this program is doing. So yeah. there are some things you can test and some things you actually, unfortunately, can't in a kind of practical setting, maybe in a lab, but not not for most people. Okay. And no disrespect for daughter, doctors, no. but supplements is not their area of expertise. Like you, we, we talked about this uh, with Dr. Carrie Best. She came on when you go to see your doctor there, you're usually looking for a fix for something, you know, not, not for, you know, optimizing your health or, you know, prevented being preventative or being as healthy as you po possibly can. I also do want to say that, you no, know, there, I, I sort of have this saying that health food stores are, are full of thousands of products. And I'm not sure that, you know, I, I would say that I, I don't know that there's a benefit in taking them in terms of a one-off, take this for that, this for that, this for that. It's it's the fact that people are doing so many things with this program to level up their health and wellness, like making sure they are eating nutrient-rich foods and eating enough and giving their body what it needs and trying to drink enough water to be hydrated and managing their stress and managing their sleep and trying to work out and literally do all these things to maximize their efforts in trying to help their body become as healthy as possible, mm -hmm. plus repair and rebuild, you know, damage that's been done previously, right. address deficiencies and whatnot. So that's why I think, you know, if I was to talk about any one of these supplements, as a weight loss miracle or take this right. and we'll lose weight. I don't know that anyone is going to lose weight because they take vitamin D or omega-3 or magnesium or any of those. It, yes. Okay. So in what, in adding those into supplement to help your body function at the most optimal levels, that in turn is helping people lose weight. You know the program. So can you just expand yeah, on that? Yeah. No, I mean, again, excellent, excellent point because that may be what a person that states there's no evidence for any of this might be looking at it in context of weight loss. And in that sense, mm. I would say, I, I totally agree with that person. However, what I think people, as they go through the program, this might be a little new for the, the people that they're doing this for the first time, but there are many people in the program that have gone through it. And once you've gone through it, you realize you start with diet, but you really, it expands to many other areas of your life in terms of optimizing your health. Just take a look at people's non-scale victory comments. My yeah. sleep is better. What's my diet got to do with sleep? But it happens because Diet, the way we fuel ourselves, has a role to play in every single system of the body. I could, because I see so many people that have gone through the program in my private practice as well, I, I've had this really incredible opportunity to kind of observe the effects of having following the Livy plan on every aspect of their life. So I've had people say that their digestive system has gotten totally better. Well, that's obvious. I think that people are eating certain foods, they're cleaning things up, but then their hot flashes get better, their sleep gets better their energy gets better, all of a sudden things that your doctor, again, no offense, would say, oh, diet has nothing to do with that. will say, yeah, you know, it has a huge role to play. Now, in comes supplements, where now we're trying to make sure that all the things that we're doing with the diet is yes, to support weight loss, but it allows your physiology, your body's ability to have a proper metabolism work yeah. better. So it's about optimizing not just the weight loss, but everything. Because when you have more energy, you can move your body more. You have more motivation. When you are not deficient in magnesium, you don't get muscle cramps. You're not limited. You're able to sleep deeper. When you're able to sleep deeper, your metabolism gets better. So I think we have to look at this, not from like a pharmaceutical model, like what's magnesium going to do for my weight loss, but more so yeah. if your body is fueled the right way, which includes nutrients and includes your diet altogether, then it's going to function better so you ultimately can achieve your goal of overall wellness. Because this is a wellness program. It's yeah. weight loss and then ends up as wellness. You see what yeah. I'm saying there? It is.
So we're going to talk about vitamin D. We're going to talk about omega-3. We're going to talk about magnesium. We're going to talk about digestive, like probiotics, prebiotics, digestive bitters. We're going to talk about collagen. Before we have this conversation and someone's presented, they're listening to this, they're making their notes, they're reading the post. What, what's your suggestion for someone to be like, what am I going to take? Why am I taking it? Where do I like, where do I go from there? Like I'm listening to this conversation. I'm new to the program. It's yeah. like, all oh, this sounds great, but now what? Yeah, I think that um, the, the overarching recommendation always is talk to your healthcare provider before starting any sort of nutrients. So I think that's like yeah. the blanket disclaimer. I know you guys say that all the time, but you know, I lo I've looked at the book, I've looked at the program and it, it's educational in nature. So it's about here, here's presenting some information. So when you're looking through that list, is there a particular area that kind of resonates with you? That would be the first place I would say start. Some people, and I see this all the time, they're like, you know, whatever the words that come out of Gina's mouth is like gospel. So I'm just going to take everything that Gina says. And there's, there's that group. And then there's yeah. the, you know, I've kind of like picked and choose what, what I, what I think is helpful. So for example, you know, if I, I, you know, I've had some heart issues in the past, uh, you know, I got some blood flow stuff happening. I want to sleep better. So I might do magnesium. I might do omega threes. I might do CoQ10, but some of the other things I think I'm pretty good. Um, so I think that the first step is if you want to just go all in on the program, there is something from a psychological perspective, in my opinion, when you're like, you know what, I'm just going to do all the things I've yeah. seen that I've, I've heard that before. And I think it's like, let's just, let's just try to apply all, all the, especially the basic, cause there's a tier one and there's a tier two yeah. list of supplements. And so I think that's yeah. a good place to start all the basic foundational nutrients. They simply are exactly what that they are, what your body needs to, to function. And then, you know, the second one, people can kind of get a little bit more specific. Now, if you really want to take it up notch, go see your naturopathic doctor and give the list to them and say, okay, what do I need? Can we test yes. some of these things? Can we assess, do I need iron? Do I need vitamin D? You know what? You might have the one of those lucky people in, in uh, where you live that you get enough vitamin D and you don't need to take vitamin D or more. Maybe you just need to take it in the winter. These are things that ultimately best are done personalized. So it really depends on where you're at with your health journey. A yeah. lot of people are looking to level up. So then level up in those areas, level up in every area. And that might be, hey, I got I to gotta get a healthcare team that's going to get me to my health goals. And that might be a naturopathic doctor. Then I got my manual provider. I got to get my uh, psychology taken care of. I, I counsel in, in this with people all the time. It's like, if you want to get to be to your goals, you got to have, have some expert help. Yeah. And to your point, if you do have, you know, Dr. Paul is a supplement. His advice is the best medicine. Oh, I'm like, okay. Well, I love that. Is that. Kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> we need t-shirts and mugs. Um, if people have specific health issues like um, thyroids, hormones, mm -hmm. like you name it, obviously that is where you'd want to, and you're looking into supplements that are specific to that. To your point, th these are, these are my like super basic list of supplements. Yeah. This is like starter pack you know, optimize your health 101. We are going to get into other supplements after you put in the kind of work that your body needs to make change. We're going to talk about CoQ10. We're going to talk about your B vitamins. We're going to talk about leveling up all of that. People want to talk about ashwagandha and all those, you yeah. know, so people want to talk about everything today, <laughs> um, but we're limited in our time. These supplements are so super basic. It's like yeah. a super basic starter pack. Let's start with vitamin D because you just finished mentioning that. Why would we take it and what, what, why would that benefit us from a weight loss perspective? Yeah. Okay. First of all, 
um, there's lots of research on vitamin D. There's, a, there's out of all the nutrients, probably one of the most researched uh, vitamins. And, and really, it's, it's more than just a vitamin, Gina. It is a hormone because it, mm. there's, almost every cell in the body has vitamin D receptors. Um, so we only get vitamin D through the sun. There is very few food sources. Uh, there are a couple, um, you know, a couple things like liver, for example, things that most people don't eat that you can get vitamin D in small amounts. So yeah, exactly. So you really want to, uh, you really, this is one of those nutrients, but one of these items I really say testing makes the biggest, big difference. Vitamin D helps with, um, so many immune functions. It helps with bone function and allows calcium to get into the body properly. So it can be stored in the right places. Uh, it's synergistic with many nutrients, for example, magnesium and vitamin K2. You do not have to take them at the exact same time, but as long as you kind of have those things in your diet or in, uh, in the supplement routine, that's helpful. Magnesium and vitamin D particularly are re is really helpful for allowing it to be properly used in the body. Uh, and it, it has, a lot of, uh, has a lot of evidence also on inflammation and mood. Uh, and that's one of the vitamins that's helpful uh, in the winter when we don't get enough sun. So I want us to not think about vitamin D just for bone health, which is really where you're going to find it in, in the supplement aisle. It's really about overall health. Uh, in the worst case scenarios, when people are extremely deficient, it can lead to people being in chronic pain, actually getting muscle pain, joint pain, pain that's not explained by anything else. But for most people, they're kind of like in this like gray area where they're like, less than 75 nanomoles per liter, which is the Canadian uh, values. Or if you're in the US, it's about 30, which is the nanograms per deciliter. Uh, and you want to be above that, ideally. And that's going to allow your cells to optimally function because vitamin D acts on all of them. Okay. So um, drops, pills, yeah. D3, D2, K, like what's... Yeah. D2 is not good. It's a, it's a, it's a fungal source. It's not well absorbed, but it's unfortunately the one that's thrown in all the milks and thrown in all the fortifications. Yes. So it's not the just, same. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, so someone's like, well, what about the vitamin D and eggs or things that they add? Like, let's talk about fortification. It's great. I mean, a lot of that is just marketing and you're not going to get yeah, your... it, Yeah. Any fortification, Gina, that started in the early 1900s where people were actually still getting like major nutrient deficiencies because of like poor food availability and scarcity. So we're not in that state. We're actually in a state of excess supermarket culture for most people. So fortification actually is a bad thing in most cases because you're actually getting excess amounts of the poor folic acid, the junky one. You're not getting good amounts of uh, vitamin D. The best source of vitamin D is the sun, natural healthy exposure. Second best source is a supplement D3 form. And you want it, it's a fat-based vitamin. So you want to take it with a meal and you want to take it ideally in a fat-based source. So if your pill is white and powder inside, it'd probably be best if it would be a drop or if it would be an actual caplet where it's an oil inside because you're going to get exactly like what you have right there. Okay, so people are going to ask guests. They're going to be like, what was that brand you're holding up? Like we're in 55 different countries at this point. People have access to a variety of different right. products. There are a lot of great ones out there. How do I know other than, you know, paying the most amount of money that a supplement is like is is quality yeah and th this is part of the problem which is why i totally agree with some of the skeptics is that there's a lot of difference in what you get but even in the medical world and pharmaceutical there's like your generic brands and then there's your name brand so which is better one's more expensive so this is just the nature of the capitalistic society that we have so 
in general, the best answer to this question is talk to your naturopath because they know the supplements locally for you. So that's number one. Number two is you kind of do get what you pay for when it comes to supplements. So if you're getting the $5 vitamin D brand, um, it's probably, there's a reason it's $5 and it's probably like a hard pressed tablet. You're not going to absorb things as well, or the form of it may not be very good. So just be aware of the super cut rate ones. Um, but then after that, there, you know, you're probably going to get benefit from anything from like kind of like mid range price to the higher range. You don't have to go to the most expensive all the time. Um, but here's the th important part. I'm going to really make emphasize this point. Uh, if you're, let's say, taking vitamin D, I'm always evidence based in the sense that I want to know, or is it actually doing anything? So if I can test it, like, for example, vitamin D, I can. Ideally, you want your doctor to test you before and you want to test yourself after. Or if he didn't test you before, then you can test after and see, am I in the normal range? And you're like, I'm deficient. And patients tell me, well, Dr. Paul, I've been taking vitamin D all this time and you're still deficient. So what does that tell you? It means that you're not really getting absorbed. So first thing is your doctor might say up the dose. Second thing is maybe try a different form that might be better absorbed. So you can kind of use your logical reasoning to try to figure out what the best forms are here. But other, you're right, Gina, like other than we can't give particular brands because it's literally impossible. There's good ones all around. Mm -hmm. Well, and if, if people are dealing with, you know, more serious type of health issues, it, it is a great investment to go see a naturopathic doctor. They do have access to yeah. quality supplements that, you know, maybe we don't have access to in the pharmacy or the drugstore. I mean, people do also have the resource of their pharmacist, of their doctor. They're not cheap. No, they're, they're, they're not. not cheap. I mean, you know, we, we want to talk about investing in your health and, you know, I mean, the payoff of being healthy as opposed to getting sick down the road. You know, it's so cliche to say that, but it's true. So what, how, well, well, you know, what would you say to someone who's just like, but it's just so expensive? Yeah, because it is. Gina, you're on fire with all these questions today, man. Well done. I uh, told you I was looking forward to this yeah, conversation. You're, you're, you're on point. Uh, amazing question, because I, I, I think about this a lot. Um, and so there's at the end of the day, you know, sup supplements are a for-profit thing like medications are, except with most medications, we don't see it because of insurance coverage, but they're insanely expensive. Yeah. Uh, if we saw them, like if we had to pay for it outright, you know, people would be flocking to the supplements section because they, it just costs us, you can't even compare. But the reality that we live in is that supplements are not covered by extended health or not covered by insurance in most cases. And so we're stuck with, you know, looking at investments. So I would say for people that are part of this program, if you're thinking about, oh, it's expensive, I would say, take a look at what you're currently spending on, on other things. And if there's things like, for example, Starbucks coffee or, or, or different things that come up, I know. And, and okay, fine. You know, but these are things that add up too. So if you add up the five bucks a day or whatever we're throwing on, um, you know, whatever you're paying for your little video game sometimes, or this little thing here and there it actually is a lot more than what you would spend on, let's say, you know, a supplement, right? So yeah. I think that we have to, first of all, consider what are we prioritizing? Secondly, in the context of the program, it makes sense that while you're doing the program, you're going to do everything possible to optimize the effect of that. So I would say, think of it kind of like a short-term investment. So this is not something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. What about just investing for three months to actually be like, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can. Because the research does show, there's books on this, showing that when you are um, people that get better the, the most, the most uh, radical recoveries from chronic health 
is supplementation and looking at alternative health is actually one of the key ingredients. And it represents that we're willing to put one of our most valuable resources in something that is important for us. Because if you're like, uh, uh, you know, this supplement's not worth it. In a sense, what you're saying is I'm not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or, and also when people are doing the program, they're putting forth a concentrated effort. Like, yeah. let's see what you can do. If you're going to add these in, the time is now, along with all the other things that you're doing. And then you can assess your situation at the end. How are you feeling at the end versus how you're feeling, you know, when you started? If you had the opportunity to get blood work done, where are you at afterwards? You know, because I mean, I'm not even getting into all the amazing health benefits that people see while following the program because it is just about getting healthy one-on-one. Um, okay, I wanna get into our next one, omega-3, but what about the, so three months, is that enough time to assess if something is working? I know this is dependent yeah. because if you talk about, you know, adding in, I don't know, like, um, you know, like uh, adrenal support or those, what are right. those called again? The yeah, adapt adaptogens. Adaptogens, that can take a little bit longer if you're dealing with any health issues, but you know, how do I know that my, my like time-wise, am I gonna notice a difference if I start taking vitamin D or omega-3 today or magnesium today? Am I going to notice a difference? On some things you will, Gina. For example, magnesium, you definitely can notice a difference uh, immediately. You know, uh, okay. there are some things like turmeric and L-theanine that also will help with pain and, and kind of anxiety, calmness, respectively. So there absolutely are things that you can notice a difference. But then, you know, there are things like omega-3s that you will not uh, in most cases and things like CoQ10 that most people will not get benefits. It's more so again, on a mechanistic cellular level. So, I mean, like if just a quick segue back into that last question you asked, like if somebody is really hard pressed, I understand there's some people that just don't have the finances. They're doing everything possible to kind of provide for their families. You know, you can really just choose two or three or four things and just focus on those and be confident in those. So maybe not the secondary supplements, maybe it's vitamin D, maybe it's magnesium, maybe it's the B vitamins. Those three are amazing foundational things. If you just did that, I have this saying that uh, 80%, you know, basically 80% of conditions and situations that can be helped by changing your diet and adding in supplements can really be changed by 20%, the top 20% of the interventions and nutrients. Like you don't need to go all the fancy freely willy stuff that at the, at the health food store that they're saying, oh no, no, take this latest extract. That's what your naturopath will tell you that's good for you specifically. But, you know, the foundational things I think are, are, are a huge, are a huge core. So I think that's a great place to start for people, Gina, and then they can expand uh, from there if they have the money. So three months is enough uh, in terms of seeing benefit from any supplement. There are some that you might notice a benefit within a couple of days, like deeper sleep yeah. and magnesium. And there are some that you kind of do need to take the three months, like for example, B vitamins, where it's like, yeah, you know what? My, my energy is better. Now, is that because I cut out all the sugar and junk or is that because of my vitamin D or magnesium? That's hard to tell, but in general, you're feeling better. And at the end of the day, you'll probably discontinue the supplements at some point. And if your energy tanks, then you'll know that, you know what, I actually probably need these B vitamins. 
Love it. Let's talk about magnesium as a buzzword because I know yeah. you love magnesium. I love magnesium. I There's so many different types of magnesium. Um, yeah. Can we talk? So I have the citrate, obviously, and I have the bisglycinate here because I know there's yeah. there's so many different types. Um, you know, obviously this the citrate is is easily absorbed, which is great. There's also benefits to it, especially it can help with bowel movements. You're having issues. It can help with sleep a little bit, but right. you know, it doesn't mean that that you don't have options. So what is the benefit for magnesium? Why would we take it? How is it going to help someone in their weight loss journey? Yeah. So magnesium, I think, like you said, one of my favorites because it does so many things and it's very well tolerated. It has very fast action for a lot of people and it has a very long-term effect. As mm -hmm. I've mentioned, magnesium immediately will, you'll see benefit if people have, for example, muscle cramps. You know, I had a patient yesterday who was saying that they need to take magnesium to go to the bowel, to go to the bathroom, to regulate their bowel movements. How many people are constipated? Go ahead, Gina. You said you want to add something? No. Okay. Right. No, I just okay. have whole. Yes, you're agreeing. Whole you're agreeing. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, people that with sleep issues will notice a difference. People will notice that they're like a little bit more calmer. Um, you know, these are immediate benefits of magnesium. The problem with magnesium, Gina, is we just don't get good sources in our diet. And mm -hmm. you know, when you look at it, it's it's like some green leafy vegetables, some nuts and seeds, but even pumpkin seeds, which are high in magnesium. How much pumpkin seed can you eat? You know, like it's just simple. Like we're not birds. We're we're, we're we we can we can top our yogurt with it or or oatmeal or something like that but you know you're just not going to get enough of of this this key nutrient and like i said research shows that a lot of people are deficient there's some great evidence on it for chronic pain uh you know a lot of people skeptical people will say oh you know there's no evidence behind it so why is every neurologist recommending magnesium for migraine patients every single neurologist and i work in the chronic chronic pain world you know you can't make a comment like there's no evidence behind it because that's like saying all drugs are toxic. Some are, but not all, and, and some are helpful. So in this case, magnesium has a great body of evidence, very safe, immediate benefits, and most people need more than what they had in the past pre-programmed. So I think using a form of magnesium that is absorbable is good. Now, that's the final point I'm gonna make. There's many forms of magnesium, Gina. I'm yeah. just gonna say the worst form is magnesium oxide. It's the cheapest. Okay. It's found in most multivitamins. The reason it's the cheapest is because it's the smallest. It just fits into everything and it's really inexpensive to make. But magnesium glycinate or magnesium citrate, these are better absorbed uh, types of magnesium. There are many others. There are fancy ones like L-theranate, which is beneficial for the brain, much more expensive. So again, most people, the ones you held up, I think will benefit from those. Yeah, it's like, again, it's a starter pack, right? Um, one of the, I love this because it, you know, it does support detox in the body, it does help with bowel movements. When people are making changes in their diet, it can mess with their bowel movements, take their bodies a while to adjust. This can be beneficial. Um, it, it does have a side effect if people are taking too much um, loose bowel movements. So, oh. I mean, that can be like a, a side effect of when you're the, your, your body's releasing fat for and your weight is dropping. But if they're, if they do start loose bowel movements, they're taking too much. They're and number two, much. I want to talk about dependency. Are they, people are so concerned about being dependent on this. No, magnesium in my experience will not cause dependency. The evidence doesn't show that it, it's like, it's like fiber because what it does is it, it allows water to rush into the stools and, and move out if you're doing too much. And this is a protocol I use all the time. Sometimes I build up magnesium dose until they get loose stools. And we know that's kind of like the optimal threshold to, to absorb nutrients and particular magnesium. So in this case, observe, if you wake up and you're like loose stools every morning and before you start just started doing magnesium in the evening, 
it's probably that it's rushing you. So what you do is just decrease the dose by half a scoop or a teaspoon or go down to one and then see if you tolerate that. I often tell people, take one in the morning, take one at night. There's nothing sedative about magnesium. A lot of people are like, well, hold on, it's going to make me pass out. No, it's because you normally should be sleeping at night. It just helps you do it better. But it's not sedative. It's not like it's a sleeping medication. Uh, yes. It's going to be okay. Uh, you're not going to get addicted to it. Uh, it's, there's no habituation. There are some nutrients like melatonin that people do get habituated to. Uh, there are many medications that you get habituated to, but it's not, magnesium is not one of them. Okay, I always say it's not being suggested as a sleep aid or a poop aid. It's being suggested for magnesium. Correct, yep. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, um, gosh, um, I'm just mindful of our time. So I want to talk about omega-3, but can you just touch on dosing quickly? Because you talked about how like you build people up, they start with a smaller amount, see where their threshold is. People come in different shapes and sizes different needs. I mean, it's like, it's not when they say recommended, that's like, what is recommended mean? Do I need so, more? Do I need less? I know this is such a rabbit hole. This is a tough, this is tough one to answer because of a lot of the variables. So it, first of all, anybody that's listening to this and they live in Canada, every product that is sold in Canada has to have what's called the natural health product number an NPN. And what health Canada does, the regulating Asian Canada is that they've kind of ensured that the dosage is in line with what the research says. So you're, if you follow the recommended dose in Canada, you're going to get the kind of beneficial dose. Anywhere else in the world, it's a little bit of a wild west. You're going to have to do maybe a little bit of your own research, talk to some of your healthcare providers to give you the specific dosing. Because the bigger you are, the more you're going to need. Like there's evidence to show, back to vitamin D, that people that are overweight and obese, they have more vitamin D deficiency because again, that adipose tissue is where vitamin D gets kind of sequestered and it's not yeah. going to be available to the body. So there are some specific uh, body mass recommendations. You know, I'm 6'4", over 200 pounds. I'm going to need more than somebody that is half my size, you know, so that's just a reasonable thing. So generally start with a recommended dose. And then based on some of the effects we talked about on things like magnesium, you might alter, but on things like vitamin D, and omega-3s, we actually have, we, we don't have that type of feedback as much. You know, you might get, if you take too much omega-3s, you might get nauseous. That yeah. might be, there might be a bunch of reasons for that. You're not breaking it down, but maybe you need to dial that back a little bit. And if you get some side effects, is there's any, anything you can get any sort of effect, 
discontinue it right away. Talk to your doctor about it. See if there's something that you can troubleshoot on it. Okay. I'm just kind of reading the comments. Um, people are asking about gummies because we got to have, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have, I was just at the natural health product show. I picked up some gummies for my kids, uh, because they were giving them away, but yeah, they're, they're all the rage right now. I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, can we just well, say gummy, everything, <laughs> gummy, magnesium, gummy, omega-3 okay. gummy. So, um, this is what I have here in front of me, you know, let's say I'm not going to tell you the brand it's a, but it doesn't matter. Um, just look at the dose. Just, just look at what the, what the actual dose is. If you look at it in the mm. back, um, they, they, they're putting magnesium citrate, 25 milligrams in here, for example, in, in a gummy. Now you're not a, you're not a supplement expert, but you know, your way around supplements. Is that a low dose or is that a good dose? Do you think? That's a super low dose. Super You'd low. have to have like, You'd have to have like 10 gummies. Like you, you need this is my way point. more gummies. Perfect example for something like this is like, it's great because it tastes good. It makes people think and feel that they're doing something. But in my opinion, as a doctor that looks at the research, it's not evidence-based. It's not therapeutic in dosing. So look at the gummies of anything you're taking. There's now omega-3 gummies. There's apple cider gummies. There's nutrient gummies, magnesium gummies. There's always a carrier. So it's sugary of some, in some way. So there's, you're getting yep. that. Even if it's like not real sugar, what you talk about in the program absolutely is a thing where if you eat sugary things or sugar replacements, you're going to want more sugar. If you're trying to break a habit and create a new one, you're going to have to shut the door on that, that, that particular pleasure pathway in the brain. So yep. gummies keep you stuck on. They just reflect on it. Most people take gummies because they're like, I like it. It makes them feel good. It's like, it, it's like a candy. That's what they're thinking. So they're kind of like, well, I'm kind of healthy, right? Don't cheat yourself. I'm a Puritan. So that's maybe why what I'm saying, I just don't think it's doing anything. So if you want to take it fine, obviously this is, um, this is what you can, this is what you want to do. It may be doing something. Most gummies, if you look at it are not actually efficacious. Yeah, it's I, I, that was harsh. I was harsh on all the gummy people. No, it, no, we got to be real. Like, yeah, I don't want people real. wasting their money either. And, you know, they, they don't think about what those gummies are made of, how many gummies you would actually have to take. You can't have your supplements and eat your gummies too. Like, just no. <laughs> there's a, there's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We got quite a few to go through. So let's go through them. Omega-3 benefits, pills, liquid. What are we looking for? Why is it, why yeah. is it good for us? Yeah. Um, over overarching things, we'll start with that first. Omega threes, uh, inflammation, cardiovascular disease, brain health. Obviously, we know about it in pregnancy. There's two forms, uh, the two active forms in it. There's something called EPA uh, and DHA in it. These are the two main active forms. EPA is mainly the anti-inflammatory component, uh, and the DHA is mainly the neurological beneficial component. Most omega threes, if you look at it, have a combo of both. If it's a yeah. vegan one, it'll have a lot more DHA than EPA because you just can't get good EPA levels from algae, which is what most vegan ones are for. I think the one liquid that you have is vegan there, is it not? Yeah, it is. It's a vegan yeah. liquid, yeah. Yeah, I, I recognize the color. Um, so liquids and capsules, uh, you just can take uh, much bigger doses in a teaspoon, but then you have to taste it. The taste of, sub, uh, of, of any liquid oils now, like omega-3s, are way better than it was even 10 years ago. They're quite flavorful now. Uh, so you can take it, there's no sugar in them, but there's some natural flavoring. So if you're really trying to be pure and avoid even natural flavoring, then maybe you want to stick with the capsules. 
capsules are pretty big. They're usually like these like boats that you have to take, right? So I'm showing um, these ones. They're ginormous. They're yeah. so huge. And that's because like we know that the therapeutic dose as an industry, they know that you're going to have to put a heck of a lot in one of these capsules. And even then it's like three, uh, three, four capsules a day to get the efficacious dose. So yeah, that, that's the biggest difference in price in omega threes is the concentration. So you can take more, but some of the higher quality supplements will actually concentrate the omega threes down. So can you take a look at that one that you have there in front of you, Gina? Uh, yeah. Just read me the amount of EPA and DHA on the label there. You should. It's, I know you might need a magnifying glass. EPA uh, 600, uh, DHA 300. Yeah, I can barely read these even with glasses on. Right. And then one final thing. Can you tell me, is that per one soft gel or is that per like, what's the serving size? That's the other thing you need to look at. One, one, one clear. What soft, one gel. soft gel gives Daily. you 600 EPA and 300 DHA. Yeah. Yeah. That right there is actually a pretty decent dose. Yeah. Which is a pretty big dose. You can see it, it packs it all into that one little soft gel and that dissolves in your stomach. It's, but it's gelatin based. So it's not obviously not vegan friendly. Uh, yeah. So generally speaking, you, um, you definitely want one that's going to give you over a thousand of EPA. So, you know, you kind of need to take at least multiple a day. I recommend much higher doses for my brain injury patients, but we're talking general. Now, what do you expect out of a general dose? Probably just kind of some, some general heart benefits. Anti-inflammatory doses are usually higher. So if you have a specific thing that you're thinking about that you want to benefit, get some benefit from the omega-3s, that's when you talk to your naturopathic doctor to really get that optimal dose because you might need to take a much higher dose, but you have to check what that is. Okay, so uh, fish oil, a, a vegan, like krill. Like, Gina, that's the thing. Fish oil, some people are sensitive. Uh, the way that the fish oils are is that unless it's a specific like salmon oil, that's usually a combination of uh, some, some sort of uh, seafood and fish. Uh, there's things like krill out there. These are more kind of like catchy specific things, usually a lot lower doses. General fish oil um, is, is uh, obviously made from, uh, is obviously made from fish and not acceptable for, for vegans. Looking at a vegan option is there, it's made out of algae and you can both find liquid or capsules in either one, but you're going, the trade-off is, is that the doses are a lot lower Gina for vegan. Okay. Probiotic prebiotic, digestive bitters, the difference between just digestive bitters and like taking an enzyme. A lot of people want to know that. Yeah. A lot of people um, also compare apple cider vinegar in there too, with, with oh. the, with the bitters too. So um, all three of those things, we'll talk about those, uh, those things, bitters, apple cider vinegar, and uh, digestive enzymes, they help break down food. So okay. they do it in different ways. Digestive enzymes are very obvious. They actually are just giving you the enzymes that normally your stomach, your intestine, your pancreas, and your gallbladder will produce. These are things that help break down the foods, which is beneficial because undigested food in the top of the intestines and stomach will lead to more symptoms down further. It'll lead to more gas and bloating. It'll lead to more food sensitivities. That's one of the definitions of food sensitivities is exposure to undigested proteins. Okay. Um, a lot of old school naturopaths, they're huge on bitters because what bitters do is that they stimulate your body's own digestive juices to, to be produced. So some people just don't have the capacity. Like for example, if you've had your gallbladder removed as an example, or if you've had some, um, some fatty liver, you might've noticed your liver enzymes, your doctor's been tracking them. 
maybe you're not producing as much of these. Again, there's no way of testing that, but if you have gas and bloating and, and, and discomfort, especially in the upper, uh, upper digestive tract, that's might be one of those things that might key us off that that's an issue. Digestive, I prefer digestive bitters because it's a, a closer to a food base. It's kind of between a supplement and a food. It's kind of in the middle, but there is a role for digestive enzymes. There's a role for bitters. Uh, and then apple cider vinegar helps kind of produce stomach acid too a little bit. But there's also these other cool benefit with apple cider vinegar with regulating blood sugar. So any, any sort of um, vinegar base, like eating a salad, before you eat your main meal has shown to decrease the blood sugar, blood sugar spikes later in that meal. So I think that all three of them have a role, but it's really about helping you break your food down better. Why is that important when it comes to losing weight? Well, because if you're not going to assimilate your food, you're not going to get the most metabolism boosting out of it. That's the whole thing. Like a lot of people go to your program and they say, I've never eaten this much before. I've been so used to like being restricted. And all of a sudden their digestive system, which has been constantly yo-yo dieting all the time. Now it's being fed consistently. Your, their digestive system starts rebelling. They have more symptoms. They might have gas and bloating. This is super important not to be creating poor immune responses later on down in the intestines. And that's going to totally torpedo your weight loss efforts. If you're not extracting the energy from your food properly, and, and not having proper bowel movements, not having proper nutrient absorption. That's another thing I totally uh, missed is that these things we just talked about allow your digestive system to properly absorb all those nutrients. All those supplements you just convinced yourself to spend money on, you better make sure you're actually going to try to absorb them. So this is a good complement to that. And that goes back to a lot of people are like, well, I'm eating all this healthy, nutrient-rich food. I don't need supplements. Well, you can eat a lot of healthy, nutrient-rich food. Doesn't mean your body's actually absorbing and getting Absolutely. breaking down and getting the nutrients from those foods, which could be a whole other thing. And then that would be reflected in someone like how they feel after they eat, you know, healthy foods. You know, feeling bloated, feeling gassy, bowel movements. That would be reflected in that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You have to use your body as a cue to see how things are going. I mean, I, I think that's actually one of the secret sauces of the program is that people get more mindful about not just their weight, but about everything in their diets. Like this is literally the most important aspect of what I've observed in the last decade plus of practice is that as people start leveling up in their health, they'll start becoming mindful about not just what foods do I eat, the yes and the no, and uh, yeah. the, but they're starting to understand um, you know, what is my body telling me? I'm in tune with my body actually. And, and that's actually the biggest travesty about, I think, unfortunately our kind of go, go, go culture is that we lose touch with some of these basic things Yeah. that, you know, what's our body telling us? Uh, I, I can't tell you how many first visits I, with patients, I say, you know, are there any foods that you don't feel good after you eat? And they're like, no. And then we start actually digging in. Well, how do you feel after that? Well, I have all this gas and bloating. Well, people just not even paying attention to what they're eating and how they're feeling after. They're just kind of piling things in and they're not thinking about their. So I think this is the goal, Gina, of the program. If you're not there yet, that's where we want to get. Don't worry, you'll get there. But that's one of the signs for me as a clinician, as I'm working with these people that have gone through the program, that they're now progressing is when they start becoming so in tune with their body and they start telling me before I even need to ask the questions. Love it. Okay, we have like sort of three more, really two more. Sure. Probiotic, I have time. I have time for, don't worry, don't rush. 
Okay. Probiotic, prebiotic, and then we'll get to collagen because everyone wants to know collagen. Um, but probiotic, prebiotic, just yeah. probiotic, just prebiotic together, one, the other, and why? Yeah, they're actually complementary, Gina. So it's not one or the other. So a prebiotic is a fuel for, the pro for your probiotics. But probiotics are only called probiotics when they're outside of the body. Once they're in your body, they're actually your microbiome, which is that very kind of complex collection of bacteria, viruses, and fungi that basically runs our body from our intestines. We have 10 times more bacteria in our gut than we have cells in our body. Let that soak in for a second. That means we are more micro, uh, more microbiome than we are human cells. Uh, and the, we know that th these bacteria produce not just digestive enzymes that help us, you know, keep a, a really nice integral intestinal lining. They regulate our immune system. They, they create neurotransmitters. So mood have a huge impact. Uh, there's, there's tons of substances that are produced by the gut that are stimulating the rest of the body, including the brain. So it's really important that this is very healthy and, and prebiotics help fuel what you have in your gut. Probiotics are actually the bacteria that you will take. Let's say, for example, you'd find it normally in fermented food, you'd find it in soil, but you can encapsulate it in higher doses and you can take it to temporarily modify your microbiome. So probiotics are more temporary. They're like the grass seed and the prebiotics are like the fertilizer. They will fertilize the bacteria you have in your gut. You do not need to take prebiotics and probiotics at the same time. A lot of people okay. have that misconception. You don't have to feed the probiotics as they go down. No, that is done by your food. Once it's in your system, the bacteria will have an effect. The probiotics will have an effect. I recommend uh, for most people, if they don't have any gut issues, then prebiotics are probably okay. Like the product you held up is a, is a combination of both in this case, yeah. which is also reasonable. Yeah. That's yeah. fine too. Uh, you know, probiotics nowadays, Gina, there is so much research on probiotics, very specific research. Like for example, you know, upper respiratory tracts are decreased. The incidence of them are decreased when you take a specific probiotic. I yeah. mean, that's incredible to me as a, as a clinician, you get so specific. So most of the probiotics that people are taking like 20 billion and 50 billion, these are more generic. They're not going to have a specific effect. If you're looking for something specific, like reducing IBS symptoms or combating diarrhea after antibiotics. There are some very specific ones that you can use there and talk to your doctor about that. Okay. So like digestive upset, I mean, we're going to, we're going to have you back and we're going to talk more about digestive health, food sensitivities and, you know, and, and whatnot and all of that. But, you know, if you're feeling kind of, you know, your digestive system is off, your bowel movements aren't regular, you kind of feel a little bit bloated, you're going to try like a regular one of the run of the mill probiotic. But to your point, there are so many different strains yeah. for different things. If, how do you know that you just have like your diet is shit and that's why your digestive system is off compared to having like some major thing going on? Well, that that's a very, out of all today, that's the simplest question to answer, Gina. It's like when you get on the Gina Lee plan, it all gets better. Then you know it's, then you know it's the diet. <laughs> okay, I love it. If you still have good digestive symptoms when you're kind of going through the program and you've applied it for a month, uh, then you know that there's still something underlying going on. So that, okay. that to me is like very, uh, a very straightforward thing. Most people's, like, it's the most common thing I hear with people that have gone through the brands, like, you know, oh yeah, I'm not constipated anymore. All my gas mm. and bloating gotten better. And that's because yeah. your, your microbiome wants to be fueled 
by foods that are not junk, that are not going to make the bad bacteria grow. So if you eat a diet that's high in sugar and high in processed foods, then it's going to skew the bacteria in your gut because they're feeding on what drives them and sugar drives all the bad ones. So we think about sugar is bad for inflammation. We think about sugar, bad for your immune system, bad for your teeth, bad for blood sugar. It's bad for your microbiome. So the more processed foods that you have, the least diverse your microbiome is, and you want it to be super diverse. You want to have as many different bacteria that are in there. In fact, the Aboriginal peoples from, uh, from parts of the world that have not been touched by kind of like Western civilization, they have the biggest poops. They have the most diverse bacteria. Their food is rich in these prebiotic fibers. We're learning a lot as scientists from those mm-hmm. groups of people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love a good poop conversation. Okay. Um, collagen people want to know Now, first of all, I got to talk about, there's a big difference when it comes to collagen, you have to look for quality sources. That's really, really important. Um, we have our within us, we have our deep Marine. Um, people are like, it's horse shit. It's not. I mean, I hear people in the comments talking about, you know, their hair is better. Their nails are better, obviously in combination with everything you're doing. And also help with digestion. It can help with so many things. So give us the real deal on collagen. Yeah. So there are different forms of collagen. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Uh, Collagen really blew up uh, probably 10 years ago, really became um, one of the things because anything that kind of intersects health and beauty, that kind of aesthetic world, people are super pumped about it. Let's just cut through the the BS. People want it because they want to look better. They, they're really motivated about their, their hair quality. And I understand rightly so. That's why dentists are always busy because, you know, it's a combination of health and health and beauty. So collagen, there's research on, on, on aesthetic things like skin health, um, for people that are not getting enough through their diet and they will get massive benefits right away. So like their hair will get better, but for people that have had a decent diet that is, is, adequate in protein and and they're not deficient in some of these trace amino acids and trace minerals, you're probably not going to get as much wow factor out of a collagen than somebody that is really dehydrated and not getting enough of nutrients. So there's that. And that generally, I think applicable to almost any natural health product and even the diet. Like a lot of people are like, wow, this person lost 50 pounds and this person feels way better. But if you've been like trying to be healthy before the plan, you know, the amount of improvement you can get is, is, is not as grand as somebody that is like revamping their diet for in a lot of yeah. mm-hmm. So the same thing kind of uh, uh, might apply to something like collagen. Um, there's sometimes a collagen like bovine collagen that's more beneficial for people that have joint pain. So I've actually switched people off that, the one that they come in. There's general ones you can buy at Costco, which a lot of people will end up using or some of these like more um, you know, value type of, uh, propositions. And in general, I would say that's, that's okay. But if you're being, if you want to be ultra specific, then really look for the, the, the claim that's on the bottle and saying, Hey, this is for skin health. Cause there's some that I've worked with in the past. That's like, you know, the research shows within, you know, 10 days or within 30 days, you should notice a decrease in wrinkles. That's not a claim that every collagen can make, but the, yeah. there is some collagen marine collagen in this particular case that actually can make that claim based on the research. And there's different sources that will allow you to make those claims. So I like, I like, uh, first of all, they're Canadian companies. Um, they're both marine collagen. They're, you can actually take less of it to have a better impact. Because some of them, you have to take so much of it to actually make a difference. What about um, digestive health and sort of have factors in beyond just skin? Yeah, I, I think that 
our, our gut lining is made up of a lot of connective tissue. And so that's in around the gut. And collagen is basically your precursor to connective tissue, the stuff that keeps our you know, skin nice and full and plump. Uh, so that is also going to have a huge role to play in the gut. Like, like glucosamine, we think about it for the, the bones uh, and, and joints, but glucosamine is used a lot for gut health too. There's research on it for inflammation. The same thing applies to collagen is that because there's a lot of connective tissue in the gut, if you give it the right amino acids, you're still going to get benefits. Even though it's broken down in the gut, some of it's absorbed, some of it's broken down, you're still going to get the benefits locally in the intestinal lining, improve the permeability of the gut, improve the integrity of the gut. And then also you're going to get some systemic benefits, Gina. So I think that, um, I think that it's more than just a beauty type of approach. I think yes. there's other benefits too, for overall connective tissue, joint health, tendons, tendons, ligaments, yes. some gut health. But again, that's, you know, maybe not the first thing that people might notice because you want it, to, it's like a, it's like a food, you, it's like a functional food. You're taking it over time and yeah. that's where you're going to get the notice, notice the difference. Yeah. I mean, with us, you know, a variety of different benefits while you're trying to lose weight, obviously skin is a concern for some people, you know, it may not be the, the one thing that has a huge impact, but in combination with other things that you're doing, you know, Hey, I'm going to do all the things I can possibly do. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, thank you so much for the conversation today. I, you know, I know people have a lot of questions. Um, at the end of the day, I know you're going to say, come go talk to your healthcare providers with it. This is a really awesome overview. You are going to be back a few times with us. Uh, our next conversation, I believe, is on the reality for that for some people, it's easier to lose weight than others. And there are some underlying issues that can make it difficult for people to be able to lose weight, not lose it, but as quickly as they would like. Things like uh, inflammation is a big one, hormones, and again, yeah. digestion. So I'm already excited to have that conversation. But but when we have that conversation, I know that you're going to say to people, are you doing the things that you need to do? Are you addressing the things you need to address from the most basic? level because all of these as you can tell today kind of feed into helping with inflammation somewhat hormones digestion and all of that so this is sort of right. like basics one-on-one -on -one. Um, takeaway yeah. for today the takeaway for today final yeah final word I, I think the final yeah the final summary is that you know i look at natural health products as a tool it's not the bln end all it's a tool to help augment your journey here in the genie libby program uh, it is something that is going to benefit you. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to hinder you and look at it as another way of investing in your health in the same way that you've hopefully invested in, in other areas. Uh, and so I, I, I think that this has a, hopefully been a conversation that people have been found in, insightful and inspiring and ultimately knowledge is power. So the first step is understanding a little bit more about each one of these things. Uh, and then you can kind of choose how you want to proceed from there. But I, I can, I can tell you from people that have gone through the program before, um, they find it actually quite helpful when they do all the things. It's a big conversation. And um, thank you, as always, for having it with us. Thanks for everyone uh, joining us today. We are going to add uh, Dr. Paul's information uh, where you can follow him, uh, reach out to him and all of that. So thank you, uh, Dr. Paul, www.paulherkelnd.com. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Gina. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com